0: Welcome to Hey YA Extra Credit. Every other week opposite the main Hey YA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Teresa Price, and today I thought I'd talk about some YA books that have a really great grumpy sunshine pairing, um, and they are romantic as well. So, um, I like tropes in romance novels, or I should say, I like it when I find tropes that make me laugh and that are done really well. And I think the grumpy sunshine one um, is just so much fun. I really like a good grumpy character um especially when you know they're not grumpy because they're mean but because they've got other stuff going on or they've got hidden depths and just the, the contrast of a really sunshiny personality i especially like it when they um the, the dynamic is not always, you know, the male character that's grumpy and the female character that's like the sunshine, because I think that's what you tend to see a lot. But when um, that is not always the gender dynamic, it can be kind of fun to flip that. So um, I'm going to tell you about two YA books that do this well. Um, but first, we're going to hear from our first sponsor.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dad Shazzling Perfection, to give a reading, Cat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Cat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Cat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced, slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawke on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid-back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be, Right? Right, girl, like we all know. So, just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series. Miss Wong got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. Okay,
0: my first book is um, Terming as a Verb by Ben Phillip and it is so so funny like there are very few YA books that make me laugh out loud like multiple times to the point where I'm like oh I should not be reading this in public and um, all three of Ben Phillips books um, he has two YA and one um, it's, I think it's technically for adult audiences but teen audiences could enjoy it as well um, collection of essays that are autobiographical memoir type things so but Charming as a Verb is one of his YA novels, and it is about Henry, who is a high-achieving um, senior. He lives in New York City. He goes to like a really swanky high school, and he wants to attend Columbia University. Um, however he's also a first generation American Um, his parents are Haitian they have a lot of really big expectations for him and and expectations that he does kind of mirror as well because he really wants to do well and he wants to succeed and he wants to do them um, do them proud make them proud so um, he knows however though just the the world is stacked against him as a young um, black male so he Decides that he's got to do whatever he can do to make sure that he gets um, to achieving his dreams. And, um, so one of those things is that he knows he needs money, especially if he's going to go to an expensive college like Columbia and he's looking around living in New York city. Um, and he lives in a, like a kind of affluent neighborhood, not because his family is affluent but because his dad is the super of, um, an apartment building and they get to live like reduced rent or rent free in the building as well. And he is like, okay, wow. A lot of people spend a lot of money on dog walkers and they use these services, Um, that are of course making money and then paying the dog workers, not as much. So he comes up with this hustle where he, he comes up with the the company himself And then he poses as a dog walker. And then, um, I mean, he is a dog walker, um, but he's pretending that like, oh, I just work for this company. And so he's kind of double dipping on clients because he's getting paid what they're paying the platform. But he's also getting paid to actually walk the dogs. And he's getting tips on top of that. So I guess it's kind of like triple dipping. Um, Either way, he's pocketing all that money. And he's like, this is so smart because he's doing the work, but he's getting paid even more for it. Until he meets a classmate of his named Corinne Troy. And Corinne just happens to live in his building. And Corinne has a dog. And her mom hires Henry's service to walk said dog. And it takes Corinne about three seconds to see through this very clever hustle that Henry has um, dreamed up. And she is very, um, she's described as intense in the book. And she is not somebody that can just like you know, sit back, have a good time, and she doesn't have a lot of friends. Um, She's also similarly very, very driven and very ambitious, but, and she's black as well, but she also comes from a more affluent um, family with more connections. And so she looks at Henry, looks at this hustle and says like, okay, I won't expose you if you help me learn how to make friends and be social. And um, she's really concerned because um, she's trying to get college recommendation letters and all of her teachers are like, you're too intense, you need to socialize more. And so she's like, okay, help me help me do this. And he agrees because he also doesn't want his dog walking sham to be exposed, um, but also because he's a little bit intrigued by Corinne. And then he learns that her mom is a admin at Columbia University. And then he's even more intrigued. Um, so I love this book because Henry's hilarious. He's got this very easygoing sort of demeanor, which sort of belies the fact that he's very intense about you know wanting to achieve his dreams, and he feels a lot of angst about it. Um, and then you've got Curran, who's also you know similarly intense, but like way more you know open about that intensity. She she has no chill whatsoever. And the two of them just banter back and forth all the time, and she's a total grump, and he's just kind of this easygoing, sunshiny personality. And I really, really, really love their banter. Um, this is also a very, very, very slow burn romance, so just know that going in. Um, but it's really funny, and then it also is surprisingly—I um, mean, not surprisingly—but I think the the funny. Um, sort of exterior, it kind of fools you into thinking like this is just going to be this light rom-com. Um, but the book actually ha- deals with some pretty intense issues and some um, pretty intense twists in feelings. And I just thought it was done so, so well. Um, the way the author uses that humor to really get at the heart of what's going on in this book was amazing. And of course, that good old grumpy sunshine dynamic. So that is Charming as a Verb by Ben Phillips. My second book is Honey and Ishu's Guide to Fake Dating by J Javidair. And I love this book. It was one of my favorite books of 2021. And it is fake dating, grumpy sunshine, all the good stuff. Um, And this book is about Honey and she is one of the popular girls in school. And this book is set in Ireland. And she is very much like that easygoing. A lot of things just kind of happen really easily for her. And she has these great friends that she, you know, thinks that she trusts and thinks are awesome. But when she comes out as bi to them... Um, They kind of dismiss her and they say like, oh, you know, you've never dated a girl before. So how do you know? Or, you know, you're not really bi because you've never dated a girl. And she is really upset by this in the moment. Understandably so, because that is erasure, and it's not cool. Um, So she panics and she says, oh, she absolutely has a girlfriend. And she names um, one of the only other brown girls in her class. Um, And her name is Ishu. And Ishu is not popular at all. Um, she is very intense about her academics, very intense about um, you know getting, pursuing her goals, getting into a good university. And usually comes to find out she's got a lot of pressure at home and a lot of her own sort of um, pressure that she's putting on herself to please her parents um so they are not friends they their families know each other but the their families are actually very different um even though they share um, similar cultures But her, you know, Hani's friends just kind of assume like, oh, yeah, you're both brown. So it makes sense that you must be dating. Um, So now Hani has a problem. And that is, you know, she's not actually dating Ishu. She doesn't really know Ishu that very, that well. So she um, approaches Ishu and is like, hey, I kind of said this thing, sorry. And at first, Ishu's like, why the heck would you say that? We don't even know each other. But then she senses an opportunity. And um, Ishu really wants to become head girl, but head girl is not just about academics. It's also kind of a popularity contest. And she thinks, well, I got the academics in the bag, but maybe if I can um, work on the social aspect and Hani can help me with that, then I can become head girl. So she agrees to fake date Hani in exchange for that sort of social life elevation there. And of course, as they are dating, they catch real feelings. But I really liked the fact that you know, Ishu is kind of more of a grump. And she's not a grump just because she is angry about everything. Um, She's got a lot of pressure at home. She doesn't have a lot of time to just kind of kick back and make fun and have fun and and relax. And so um, Hani also really shows her how to do that. And Hani is this kind of like bright ray of sunshine and she's kind of like this grumpy, you know, why are you so happy all the time? What's going on? But I love their dynamic together and I love how Hani and ishu connect and how ishu really opens up with her is just a really lovely queer romance and it also you know plums pretty deeply into their family issues their issues um, and their feelings about religion about family expectations and also what it means to be you know queer openly and not so openly in their Bengali communities. So um, I really, really like this book a lot. That is Honey and Ishu's Guide to Fake Dating by Adiba Jagudir. And that is it for me. Thank you so much to the sponsor for making today's show possible. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and threads. I'm at Tears of Price. And thank you also so much to Caitlin brain our awesome audio editor, for making us sound great. Erica and I will be back again next week. We will be talking about our favorite books of 2023 because we are near the end of the year and I've got a lot of books that I'm excited to talk about. So definitely tune in then. But until then, happy reading.